0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةٌ أَيَّدَعَ قَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ Most respected, all my iram, brothers and elders. Whenever there's some very major occasion in anybody's life, then a person always is anticipating it, waiting with great excitement and also greatly preparing for it. Whatever is the extent of preparation, but everybody has some kind of preparation for any major event, any great occasion, any important time that is coming up in his life. So he doesn't just wait for it to happen. Well, it's going to happen. Person is going to get married, he's preparing long in advance. Person is graduating from something, whatever it might be, but he's got a lot of, there's a lot of time and effort that is put into preparation for that moment. Person is going into some business venture, there's a lot of preparation that goes into it beforehand. Anything and everything and according to how important that occasion is to him, then accordingly is his preparation for that occasion. For a mu'min, for a servant of Allah wa Ta'ala, for a person who has Iman in his heart, for a person who is an Ummati of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, for a person who believes that dunya is a very temporary place, all these occasions of dunya are all going to pass, the real place is akhirat for a person who has iman in life after death and that the real life is after death and the real preparation is to be for the life after death, then for him those occasions that are going to connect him to Allah, wa ta'ala, those occasions that are going to make his akhirat, that will be of greatest importance to him. That is what he will prepare for far greater than anything else. And Allah Ta'ala wants us to prepare for this. So Allah Ta'ala blesses us with such great occasions, like this Mubarak month of Ramadan that is now at our doorstep. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us this preparation long in advance, right from the time Rajab commences. Now the question is that this great month is on our doorstep. And the purpose of this month, Allah Himself has declared in the Qur'an Sharif. We are preparing, many of us, alhamdulillah, are mentally preparing ourselves that I'm going to be fasting, alhamdulillah. Many a person has already started making adjustments to make sure that the fast goes well. For example, one person mentioned, mashallah, that he is addicted to drinking coffee, so many cups of coffee coffee a day. So one month before Ramadan, he starts cutting it down. So that during the month of Ramadan he doesn't have an issue of craving for coffee. That's, mashallah, one way of mentally and physically preparing oneself. The good thing about it is there's a focus towards the Mubarak month of Ramadan. So the person is preparing himself. And likewise in many other ways people, alhamdulillah, are preparing themselves for what? For the very great ibadat of fasting. Very, very great ibadat. Such a great ibadat which Allah ta'ala... In the hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu wa says that Allah Ta'ala says, Hadith Qudsi, لِي وَأَنَا That fasting, Allah Ta'ala says, is for me. And there are many, many a'mal which Allah Ta'ala has promised the rewards of it. I will grant this reward for this amal, and I will grant this reward for this action, and so many virtues for that great good action, etc., but when it comes to fasting, subhanAllah, what can we imagine about this? What Allah Ta'ala has mentioned in this hadith qudsi that as-saumuli, fasting is for me, wa ana ujza and I myself am the reward of it. Allah Ta'ala is the reward of it, meaning that this connection with Allah Ta'ala, this true muhabbat and this love of Allah Ta'ala settles in the heart of a mu'min, and he becomes the beloved of Allah Ta'ala, What more can ever be desired? So this is how great this amal is, and how great this fast is. So this is what mashallah we are preparing for. Now this is how great the fast is, but what is the fast for? Ramadan is for fasting, and this is how great the fast is. But what is the fast for? So mashallah we have already started preparing ourselves for Ramadan. We have already started preparing ourselves for fasting. And in terms of preparing ourselves for Ramadan, we have already prepared ourselves maybe mentally, and if not, then we should have done it already or do it now. That How we are going to program ourselves, how we are going to use the time correctly, how much tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif is going to be made, how much of time is going to be dedicated to tasbihah, zikr, dua, which nawafil we are going to put in place to make sure it never gets missed, and to keep the time occupied in a constructive manner. What are the things we are going to refrain from despite being permissible? Haram, there is no question about it. Even certain permissible activities which can be cut down, what are we going to cut down? So that we can maximize the Mubarak time of Ramadan in Ibadat. So mashallah, many have this kind of preparation in place. They've already planned in their hearts and minds they're going to make so much of tilawat daily, they're going to do these amal, They're going to make extra extra nawafil. They're going to wake up for tahajjud. Allah Ta'ala increase the tawfiq of all this. But what is fasting all about? So fasting Allah Ta'ala... Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam rather in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala himself declares that this fasting is for something else. Fasting also has an objective. And the objective of fasting Allah Ta'ala declares in the Quran Sharif لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ So that after this whole exercise of fasting... This whole ibadat of fasting, this whole great amal of fasting, the outcome of it should be taqwa. That a person now gains his wealth of taqwa. So, MashaAllah, many have made very great intentions already in terms of how they're going to spend the month of Ramadan. Some may not have made those intentions yet, we should be making it already. But how many of us have made the intention that this month of Ramadan, inshallah, with the help of Allah Ta'ala, I'm going to conduct myself in such a way and focus myself in such a way that I must achieve taqwa. Has that intention been made? If a person has intended something, inshallah, he'll work towards it. But he hasn't even intended it, how is he going to work towards it? So mashallah, he's intended to make so many paras of tilawat, inshallah, he'll work towards it, he'll try. He might do more than that also. He planned to make 10 paras tilawah daily, he might make 12, 15. He planned to make so much of zikr daily, he might make more than that, because he's planned for it. He's made an intention of it. He's genuine and sincere in his intention. Have we planned, have we intended to acquire taqwa? So this wealth of taqwa is what Allah Ta'ala has given us this Mubarak month of Ramadan, given us the Ibadat of fasting so that out of this ibadat of fasting we will acquire taqwa and taqwa is not confined to ramadan taqwa is then throughout our life the next eleven months this must carry us to such an extent that we are brimming with taqwa and then the next ramadan comes if we're still living then that boosts us up again now in this little time that we have just to understand a little bit of what this taqwa is all about and what we are supposed to do to start achieving it? There are various ways in this. What this is described as, you can call it taqwa, call it connection with Allah wa Taala. And one of the descriptions of this is simply the muhabbat of Allah Taala. This is also the same thing. The, the crux of it is one and the same. The person who is a muttaqi. He's a friend of Allah Ta'ala. In Awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon, Allah Ta'ala says his friends are none but the muttaqeen, those who have acquired taqwa. And these are the people who have become the friends of Allah Ta'ala. Allah loves them. And they love Allah Ta'ala. This is a muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So now the person who has acquired the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala in its reality has acquired taqwa. And this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. There are means of acquiring it. Like everything else has its means. If a person commits himself to the means of acquiring it, then inshallah everybody can acquire it. All of us can acquire it. Like others have done it, we can acquire it too. So now very briefly, what are the means? And now the purpose of discussing this is not something to start off in Ramadan. Because we need this now. We don't even have any guarantee we are going to live till Ramadan. Allah Ta'ala keep us till that moment Allah Ta'ala keep us to the Mubarak month Enable us to Benefit from that great time And imbibe the blessings of this Mubarak time But we have no guarantee So we have to start off this Not tomorrow, today And not later, now Some of these things may not be Practically possible right now But the decision in our heart is We can make it right now That I want to acquire this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala So any case, Very briefly there are many, many things that have been mentioned by the ulama ikram that are the means of acquiring this muhabbat. Now if we start off now, then we can build it up a little bit more in the few days we have, and we can take it to the peak in the month of Ramadan. And inshallah we'll leave the Mubarak month of Ramadan fully brimming with the muhabbat of Allah. And when that has been achieved, and everything has been achieved because that's the driver within a person that's what brings him to the masjid whether it's winter or summer that's what makes him perform his salah correctly and calmly that's what makes him stay in the masjid for a little longer to engage in a little bit more ibadat that's what makes people wake up in the dead of night to make the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. that is what makes people keep their gaze low out on the street or anywhere else and refrain from what Allah Ta'ala is forbidden, from looking at haram on their phones and on other devices, and casting haram glances all over the place. That is what keeps a person's tongue in check, from uttering vulgarities, from lying, from making ribat. Because all these things is very conscious, and many other things, whatever else Allah is forbidden, He's very conscious that I must not do anything, I must not say anything, I must not look at anything that's going to interrupt this muhabbat with Allah wa ta'ala. Now if this is not there, then it doesn't matter to a person. He sees a stranger and in front of that stranger now he wants to do something wrong. It doesn't bother him. I don't know who this person is. What does it matter to me who this person is? But suddenly he sees his father there, he sees his brother, he sees some very close friend, he now is little but reserved, and he's holding himself back because how he's going to just now embarrass himself in front of people who he loves, who respect him, he respects them. Now how can he do something that's going to embarrass himself in front of them? So he has some level of shame that comes out of this muhabbat that he has with them, this feeling of some respect and honor and muhabbat. When the love of Allah is in His place, when that is in the heart, then now He's all the time conscious of this. I mustn't do anything that will harm this relationship. And this is what taqwa is all about. Allahumma Qurtubi Rahimahullah says, taqwa is about building up a relationship with Allah ta'ala. And when there's a relationship, then there's something else. There's somebody out there who's in need, then He gives that person something also as a gift, or as just some handout. And while passing, he passes it out and he carries on. And then when there's a relationship with somebody, the person has everything that he can offer. But he's still giving some gift with great amount of care and wrapping it up in so many different ways and presenting it. And he says, it's not the price or the value of it, it's the feeling behind it. What he's giving, probably the person can buy better. But he wants to express his feelings of mohabba. Now there's a relationship. So he's giving it in a very special way. And somebody wants a handout, there's something else. That relationship changes everything. This is the month of Ramadan all about, to build this relationship with Allah Ta'ala. That that salah is no more just a mechanical fulfillment of something. That salah becomes something that further connects him to Allah Ta'ala. The tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif is now what his passion is. And likewise all the other amal. So any case, coming back to what the point was... That what's going to develop this muhabba? Already the things we have discussed, much of it is part of these, these asbab and these means. But what the fuqaha, have stated, the ulama have stated, among the means, number one, top of the list they have mentioned is the recitation of Qur'an Sharif. Recitation of Qur'an Sharif is a means of developing the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. What is stated as well, is if a person wants to gauge how much of love of Allah he has in his heart, and one of the very effective ways of judging this, and a very good gauge of this, is what is his love for the Qur'an Sharif. The love for the Qur'an Sharif, how much of love he has for this, that will give him an indication of how much of love of Allah is in his heart. Now he's looking for a shortcut taraweeh because he can't stand too long. He wants the fastest tarawih despite the fact that that place unfortunately, the very tajweed of the Qur'an Sharif is compromised. The salah is being performed with such haste that the very salah is Allah forbid, sometimes nullified. But now he wants to be there because that will be the quick shortcut. So that Qur'an Sharif to stand and listen to the kalam of Allah Ta'ala being recited, that is becoming too much of an effort for him. That's something to now check within ourselves. To take some time to listen, to recite the Quran Sharif, open the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala, that becomes a very major task. But to sit and read all kinds of futile things on his phone for hours, that's no problem. And that requires some self-check. What is the level of the Muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala in my heart? So now to start programming ourselves from now and to increase it in the month of Ramadan. Not only for sawab, not only for reward, the reward is tremendous. And inshallah Allah will bless us with that reward. But together with that reward, to acquire the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. This is a taqwa all about. To consciously make that niyad, To make that intention before every tilawat. That this tilawat must become a means of me acquiring the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Not just to get past something. But to allow this to seep into my heart. And Allah Ta'ala bless somebody with the tawfiq of understanding the Quran Sharif then to recite the Qur'an Sharif with tadabbur, with reflection, with pondering over the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif. This enhances this means of acquiring the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala many, many fold. Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with that ability, he has learned, studied the Qur'an Sharif, to then apply his heart and mind in pondering over the meaning of the Qur'an Sharif. Number two is the aspect of nawafil. In the hadith of Qudsi, Allah wa ta'ala says, that, وَمَا زَالَ إلي بالنوافل حتى أحببته. That my servant, after the faraiz, that's the foundation. There can be no compromise on that. Thereafter, he continuously gets closer to me by means of nawafil. To such an extent that he increases this and increases it, and he does more of the nawafil to the point that then I love him. Subhanallah. Allah Ta'ala declares His love for such a person. Now, the nawafil, after the faraiz in between, the, the Sunnat sunnate mu'akkadah, sunnate ghair mu'akkadah, obviously, there's no, it doesn't require any mention that, that a person will now be very conscious about. Because if he's going to be conscious about the nawafil, this is even before the nawafil. So he's going to be very careful, very conscious, and especially in the Mubarak month of Ramadan. All the sunnate muakkada, ghair muakkadah he's going to take every care, come into the masjid a little earlier, be there in good time to perform all the sunnats also, and to still have some time to be engaged in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So the nawafil, among the nawafil, the most important nafil is tahajjud salah. Many a times this becomes a big challenge for most of us, that now to wake up in the last part of the night, in the month of Ramadan, it is among the easiest of things. That MashaAllah, everybody wakes up for sehri, and that is the time of tahajjud. It just requires a little bit adjustment, little bit earlier, 15-20 minutes earlier than the time we plan to wake up, and perform two rakats, four rakats, more Allah gives us tawfiq. And this is the most special time of dua. And apart from that, the other nawafil as well, so the nawafil. So the tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, in abundance, the nawafil. And this is a very great means of gaining this taqarrub Allah getting closer to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, acquiring this muhabbat of Allah ta'ala. And this is what Ramadan is all about. This is what fasting is all about. MashaAllah, all the ibadat and all the multiplied rewards, this is Allah ta'ala's grace. Allah ta'ala's special mercy. But the objective is istiqwa, which you can call this muhabbat of Allah ta'ala. And that is going to come by adopting these means. So now we have to excessively recite Quran Sharif, increase the nawafil, then together with this is dawamuz zikr a person keeping himself constantly in the remembrance of allah taala and this dawamuz zikr is bil lisan bil qalb bil amal bil hal a person is constantly in the remembrance of allah taala by his recitation verbally so and especially in the month of ramadan we have been emphasized upon it has been very greatly encouraged and emphasized excessive recitation of La ilaha illallah, excessive recitation of Istighfar, and then together with that asking Allah ta'ala for Jannah and seeking refuge from Jahannam. So now to constantly try as much as we can, and together with this Dhru Sharif and other various tasbihat and askar, but the thing is keeping the tongue moist with the remembrance of Allah. Ta'ala. And there are many, many moments in, th- in the day, many minutes and hours in the day when we are not occupied with anything else, which requires our engaging in something by discussing something with somebody. We are at that time, doing something where simultaneously we could be engaging in the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. But the time just gets passed without anything constructive. It just requires making ourselves alert, making ourselves conscious, and starting from now. If we start from now, there's a good chance we'll continue in Ramadan. We wait to start in Ramadan, we may perhaps make it before Ramadan ends. Otherwise, we'll remember after Ramadan. So, ul Zikr verbally, then with our heart. That the heart is also not engaged in all kinds of evil thoughts and all kinds of fantasizing and Allah forbid whatnot, and destroying the noor of the heart and destroying the capacity of the heart to absorb the muhabbat of Allah Taala because the heart is being soiled. It's like throwing dirt and filth and mess into some container in which you want to then put food into it. So now the pure and good nourishing food is not going to be put into that container. Allah tell us muhabbat we want to acquire in our hearts, and now we are soiling it and putting all kinds of the most nauseating filth and mess into it, with the kind of deliberate thinking that we engage ourselves in. So how the muhabbat of Allah is going to come in such a heart? And this is the object of Ramadan. Now the person is looking at haram, what's going to happen to his heart? Is going to be an immersed in filthy thoughts. Then he'll be in the masjid in the same condition. So now to cut out all this and in, engage the heart in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Pondering over the na'mah of Allah Ta'ala and making shukr from the heart. Pondering over the greatness of Allah Ta'ala by means of reflecting upon His qudrat. And all the various other things that we can engage our hearts in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala amal. The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala in action. That doing the right things, staying away from whatever Allah is forbidden. And every condition must become a means of remembering Allah Ta'ala. The condition of how we sleep, the condition of how we eat, the condition of how we speak, and how we dress. And every condition and every hal must remind us in some way of Allah Ta'ala. It brings us to the sunnah of Rasulullah ﷺ, And that becomes a means of remembering Allah wa ta'ala. All this enhances the muhabbat of Allah ta'ala in the heart. Then together with this, an extremely important aspect is totally humbling oneself in front of Allah. Ta'ala. I'm nobody, I'm nothing. Nothing is my achievement, nothing is my doing. Everything is purely from Allah wa ta'ala. All the na'mads which we possess externally, internally to submit it to Allah alone and to keep reminding ourselves nothing is ours nothing belongs to us everything is purely the gift of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala has the full power to take it when He wants also and to totally humble ourselves in front of Allah Ta'ala when we will learn to humble ourselves in front of our elders, our seniors, our parents then inshallah we will learn how to humble ourselves even more in front of Allah Ta'ala Every kind of food, food has many qualities, certain foods are more nourishing, certain foods give lot much more energy, and some foods are more beneficial for some certain factors. There's certain pies, people say that this pie has a lot of nourishment in it, but there's nothing in terms of spiritual nourishment like eating humble pie. And a person truly eats humble pie, sincerely eating humble pie, not eating humble pie for the sake of dunya, there's really n- nothing much that can compare to the spiritual nourishment that comes out of eating humble pie. We have to learn how to eat humble pie. And this tawazu and this humility, this true and solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, solely to gain the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. Because Allah Ta'ala loves those who are humble. And Allah Ta'ala has highlighted this humility. That when Allah Ta'ala took Rasulullah Wasallam to Mi'raj, despite the fact that Nabi ﷺ was everything in every attribute. Allah had blessed him with the best in everything. But Allah ﷺ Subhanallah, سُبْحَانَ Asra bi abdi. That Allah Ta'ala has taken glory be to Allah who took his abd, his slave. Because Rasulullah ﷺ was the greatest slave of Allah ta'ala, had the greatest amount of humility in front of Allah ta'ala, and this took him to the highest point. So humbling ourselves in front of Allah ﷺ in reality. And then, giving preference to the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala over that which we desire. We desire to look at something, but Allah Ta'ala does not love that. And if we're going to look at that, it's going to disrupt this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So we trample this desire, and we give preference to the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala over that. We are desiring to go to some place, but that place is not conducive to our iman, to this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, because that place is all a place of fitna. There's all kinds of intermingling happening there. It might be in the name of Islam sometimes, in the name of Ramadan also. But that environment is not conducive to Ramadan. That environment is not going to enhance the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Rather when the person is going to come out of there, if he really looks down in his heart, then it's going to kill the spirit of Ramadan to some extent. So now is this the place to be in? The titles don't change the reality. If the reality is that it's not going to be a place conducive to Ramadan, conducive to this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, so now a person doesn't give preference to that. He gives preference to the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. He listens to that which Allah is pleased with. If Allah is displeased with something that he wants to say, he wants to utter something, he wants to speak something, but Allah is not pleased with that. So he gives preference to the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and he holds himself back. And in this, there's a tremendous struggle at times, that temptation is dragging his heart, but his heart is also yearning for the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So he gives preference to Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat over all these desires of his. This is among the very great aspects that enhance this love of Allah in his heart. And as he continues doing this, continues trampling his haram desires, and continues giving preference to the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, repeatedly, over and over again, day in and day out, and week in and week out, and month in and month out, in time, as described in one lengthy hadith of Rasulullah Wasallam. the time has already passed, this heart eventually becomes fitna-proof. That's the effect of the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala that has seeped into every pore of the heart. That it becomes fitna-proof. So in any case, these are, and refraining from every sin, this is all included in the aspects that we discussed. These are some of the aspects, there are many other things. Nevertheless, whatever was discussed, if we start off with this immediately, we start putting these things into practice, and we build it up as we go in the last few days left before Ramadan, and then bring it to its peak in the Mubarak of, month of Ramadan. Inshallah, we'll finish off this Mubarak month in a way that with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, we would have gained this great wealth of taqwa. Grain this wealth of muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala Which will inshallah carry us through throughout the year In a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us We have no idea when our time comes Every day, every day multiple times We hear about somebody or the other has already passed away Allah knows best when our time comes Let us prepare for that Let us prepare for it in a way that when we leave We are leaving in a way Allah is pleased with us May Allah wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq Wa akhiru alhamdulillahi rabbil